Hope you guys are enjoying your walk, time at the gym, wherever you listen to the show. Apple here, just wanna hop in really quick and share with you my latest initiative that I am launching in 2019. It is actually already launched if you are listening to this podcast and that is the Online Course Examiner. So if you guys aren't familiar with the world of online courses, it's a pretty fragmented space. There's not a lot of transparency going on. So I wanted to bring a resource to you guys that would allow you to sort of compare and contrast different online courses in different areas, see which ones might be right for you. That's called the Online Course Examiner. It can be found at onlinecourseexaminer.com. Definitely give it a look if you are considering buying any online courses at all. I'm really trying to make it a very powerful resource in 2019, trying to focus a lot of energy into that and a blog along with that as well with just general information on online courses. So definitely give that a look. Um, and without further ado, we're going to get right into the show. I don't want to waste any more of your time. And uh, in this show, in Young Smart Money, I like to talk a little bit about entrepreneurship, a little bit about personal finance. And today I want to focus more on the personal finance and investing side of things by comparing the two popular investing apps, Robinhood and M1 Finance. This is a question I get a lot. Which one is better? I talk a lot about both of these apps. So I sort of just wanted to make this comparison to show who each of them is right for and when you might want to use each of these different apps. But I don't want to waste any of your time, so let's get into it. So for this comparison, I have six criteria that I'm going to be using to compare both of these apps to one another. And those criteria are the assets that are available to you through these different platforms, the fees that are charged by each platform, the flexibility that each platform offers to curate your own investment strategy, the accessibility of the platform to the everyday investor, the different types of investing accounts available to you, and the ability to automate your investing. So those are our six criteria. Let's get into the first, which is the types of assets available. All right, so with Robinhood, you're going to get access to a multitude of different asset options. Okay. The first of which is your standard equities. Okay. So these are your stocks. These are your stocks of companies. You're also going to have access to ETFs through Robinhood. ETF stands for exchange traded fund. They're kind of like a mutual fund, except instead of being actively managed, they are passively managed, which means they try to track the market instead of beat the market. You've also got access to options and options basically allow you to make an investment on whether or not you think an equity is going to go up in value or down in value. So that's a derivative investment. So you can invest in options. You can also invest in cryptocurrencies. So Robinhood's got a bunch of different options. Now on the M1 finance side, you really only have access to stocks and ETFs. Okay. Because if you're not familiar with how the M1 finance platform works, really you get to design these pies, okay? And a pie is basically just a collection of stocks or ETFs that you can allocate a certain percentage of your portfolio to each of these different slices, okay? So with M1 Finance, you're really creating your own sort of ETF by combining a bunch of different investments. Whereas with Robinhood, you're doing it more on an individual basis. It's more like your traditional stock brokerage account where you're investing in individual things. Whereas with M1 Finance, you create this pie and then you invest a certain percentage of your portfolio into each slice of that pie. So for our first criteria, assets available, Robinhood definitely comes out on top because they have access to options and crypto, which are not available on M1 Finance. All right, criteria number two is fees. And when it comes to fees, everyone's a winner because neither of them has any fees for anything. Everything's completely free. There are no commissions. There are no trading costs. There is no nothing associated with either of these accounts. The only sort of caveat here is that to open an M1 finance account, you need to put at least $100 into it. If it's a retirement account, 100 or 500. But other than that, no fees, no restrictions, none of that stuff. So both of these guys definitely come out on top for fees. The next category is flexibility. Okay, so how much discretion do you have in creating your own strategy and deciding which types of things you want to invest in? When it comes to 
flexibility. Robinhood definitely has to be the winner here because with Robinhood, you can really individually select all the things you want to invest in. Whereas again, with M1 Finance, you have these pies that you get to determine what your pies look like, but you're really restricted to that format. Okay, so you have to pick I believe it's at least five investments to go into each pie. You can't just put all of your money into one thing. You have to split it up into at least five different things, which again can be a little bit restricting. Whereas with Robinhood, you can invest into whatever you want. If you want to put all your money into one place, you can by all means do that. Category number four is accessibility to the everyday investor. Okay, so how accessible are these platforms? So both of them are quite, quite accessible. They are smartphone apps. They are really easy to use on the go. They're very self-explanatory and there's not a whole lot that goes into either of these apps. But I would have to say for this, M1 Finance does have to come out on top because it's a lot easier to get started if you have no idea what you're doing, okay? If you just know that you wanna invest your money into, say, sustainable energy or, or some, kind of, of some kind of cause or some kind of market index, it's so much easier to do that on M1 Finance because they have these quote unquote expert pies that they've created. And if you just have like a genre that you wanna invest in, it'll give you one of these expert pies and you can just allocate money there. They also allow you to set up automatic deposits, which again, just makes things very easy if you wanna just be very hands off, if you wanna just, you wanna get involved, but you don't wanna get extremely involved, okay? So it's very easy to do it hands off by just putting in those automatic deposits. It's extremely, extremely easy for the everyday person to get started on M1 Finance. So I'd have to say they come out on top for accessibility. Now for category five, types of accounts, when it comes to Robinhood, you really only have one option for a type of account and that is your traditional taxable brokerage account, okay? So it's very straightforward. Similar to a bank account, you put money in, but then you can invest it into different stocks, ETFs, cryptos, whatever you wanna invest it in. With M1 Finance, on the other hand, you could open up a multitude of different accounts. These range from pretty much any kind of IRA, okay? So you can have a regular IRA, a Roth IRA, or a SEP IRA, in addition to your traditional brokerage account. Now, this is really, really important because an IRA, if you're not familiar, stands for Individual Retirement Account. And what these allow you to do is if you invest your money and keep it there until retirement, you get some serious, serious tax advantages and you're not paying nearly as much, if anything, in taxes on the gains on your investments. So this is a very, very beneficial tool if you plan on saving for the long term. So because it has that option, M1 Finance definitely comes out on top because Robinhood, again, you can only invest in that traditional brokerage account. If you guys wanna learn more about IRAs, I can leave a video up here as well for you to check out and learn more about those, but they are a very, very beneficial way to get started investing and invest for retirement and not have to pay so much of your earnings to Uncle Sam. Now, the last category criteria six is automation. Okay, so how hands-off can you be with each of these platforms? Well, with Robinhood, you can set up automatic deposits. However, you can't automatically invest those into different uh, equities, okay? So you can't automatically invest, you can automatically deposit, but not invest. With M1 Finance, on the other hand, you can automatically deposit and have that automatically allocated to one of your pies, okay? So you can automatically, I have it set up so that on the first and the 15th of the month, I have an automatic deposit go into M1 Finance and it just automatically invests into this pie that I've already set up. There is nothing I need to think about. Just make sure that my checking account has enough money in it every single 15 days to go into that account. Other than that, it's completely hands-off and I just sit back and let my money compound and grow over time. With Robinhood, again, you can only automatically deposit the money, you can't automatically invest the money. So M1 Finance has to come out on top for the ability to automate your investing as well. And they also, a couple other features that allow them to better do this. First of all, you can buy fractional shares with M1 Finance. Now, if you're not familiar with what that means, essentially if Amazon is trading at 
$1,500 a share and you don't have $1,500 with M1 Finance, you can still invest in Amazon through fractional shares. However, with Robinhood, you have to buy a full share. So if you didn't have $1,500, you could not invest in Amazon with Robinhood. With M1 Finance, you can add that to one of your pies and then whatever money you allocate to that pie will get allocated to Amazon. So fractional shares are a very, very good thing. And again, with your automated investing or automatic deposits, it'll automatically allocate that to whatever fractional shares you could afford. This also allows you to dollar cost average, which again, basically which means you deposit and at the same amount into your account over a periodic basis. So in my case, every two weeks for you, it could be every month, every two months, whatever you deposit that same amount. And then over time, as the markets go up, down, stagnant, you end up investing at the average point. And since the markets trend up over time, you end up gaining on your investment, at least theoretically, that's how dollar cost averaging works. And with M1 finance, it's extremely, extremely easy to apply this strategy to your investments. Now, what's the verdict? What's my final call on which of these apps is superior? Well, it really does depend, okay? Each of them has their own place and it depends on what your goals are and what your strategies are. So what I'm gonna say is if you're looking to do long-term investing, if you're looking to put your money in an account and not touch it for, for decades maybe, I would say M1 Finance is the way to go because they just make it so easy for you to automate everything. And especially with those retirement accounts, they make it very, very easy for you to pay as little as in taxes as possible. Now with Robinhood, I would say that account is good for anybody who's looking to get in and out of positions fairly quickly. Maybe you're doing some day trading or swing trading. Robinhood is definitely the place for you. You really cannot do any of that on M1 Finance. It's not the platform for it. So for me, it really just comes down to, are you looking to make short-term trades or long-term investments. And, and that really dictates to me which platform is gonna be better for you. Now, for me, I do use both of them just because I got started on Robinhood, so I still have some assets over there, but I'm not really putting any more of my money into Robinhood at this point. It's mostly just going to M1 Finance and then my Roth IRA that I have with Fidelity, which I might end up moving that over to M1 Finance and my Roth IRA with Fidelity that I did open up a couple of years ago. So that is why that is not with M1 Finance at this point. It might be in the future, who knows? Thanks for listening to this episode of Young Smart Money. If you want to support the show, you can do so in three different ways. You can subscribe, you can leave me five, and you can share this episode with a friend. To subscribe, all you got to do is click the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts. To leave me five, all you got to do is scroll all the way down to the bottom of the podcast's page for Young Smart Money and click on the write a review button. And to share with a friend, all you got to do is screenshot yourself listening to this episode, post on your Instagram story, tag me, and I'll be sure to repost it in my Instagram story as well. I love giving you guys some attention who are listening to the show. Thanks for listening and I'll see you in the next one.